Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many things you've blessed us all throughout the time. And now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Helps now as we do that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study made to Z in the word judgment, if you will turn to Isaiah chapter 11. And here we see a number of verses concerning the Messianic prophecies of the coming of Jesus Christ and that he will be a righteous judge. As we get into it here in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Jesse is the father of David and the bloodline all the way down to Mary and to Jesus Christ, of course. This continues. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked." And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Getting into some prophecies here concerning the millennial period, as it continues. And the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall lie down together, and the lion shall... Eat straw like the ox, and the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek and rest shall be glorious. Some prophecy of the coming of Jesus Christ and being a righteous judge all the way over into the millennial kingdom and some of the clues on what it's going to be like. All focused around being a righteous judge. All right, now move on over to Isaiah chapter 25, and we can see some more of the prophecies of those last days and how it ties in with our study on judgment. As he continues speaking of the Messiah, verse 9, chapter 25, verse 9, and it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For in this mountain shall the hand of the Lord rest, and Moab shall be trodden down under him, even as straw is trodden down for the dunghill. And he shall spread forth his hands in the midst of them, as he that swimmeth spreadeth forth his hands to swim. And he 
shall bring down their pride together with the spoils of their hands. And the fortress of the high fort of thy walls shall be, shall he bring down, lay low, and bring to the ground even to the dust. And then right into chapter 26, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord for ever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high, the lofty city, he layeth it low, he layeth it low even to the ground, he bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness. Thou, most upright, doest weigh the path of the just. Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprightness will he deal unjustly, and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when thy hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they shall see, and he and be ashamed. For their envy at the people, yea, the fire of thine enemies shall devour them. Speaking of the prophecies of the last days, millennial period, the reign of Jesus Christ, the righteous judgment, and so forth. So all the way back here to Isaiah, we get little bits and pieces and clues of the future, the coming of Jesus Christ as the one to set up the millennial kingdom and be the righteous judge. All right, now move on over to Isaiah chapter 42. We see some more prophecies of the Messiah and the reference to judgment as reads, Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for the law. More prophecies about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Isaiah chapter 51, next. Get right into it here. Chapter 51, as it reads, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye have are hewn, 
and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation. For a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. The judgments of the Lord, a light of the people, a benefit to the people. When we look at the commandments and the statutes and so forth, they're all designed to help society, to help the individual, to help our relationship with God. They are given for us. They are laid out for our benefit, not a grievous burden upon us. There are a lot more prophecies concerning the Messiah throughout Isaiah, of course. But let's jump on over to Isaiah chapter 53. And we see some more prophecies and references to judgment in Isaiah chapter 53. This speaks of the suffering of Jesus Christ on the cross for the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. In Isaiah chapter 53, where it reads, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when he sh we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. At verse 5 there is quoted a lot, and it's very important that we understand that he suffered so that we can all benefit from it. And by His stripes we are healed. Not just physical healing, but the spiritual healing that we have available to us because of the suffering that Jesus Christ went through. As it continues, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken." And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. 
He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. The justification that comes upon us, which means we are found innocent because of accepting and realizing the finished work of Jesus Christ. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. So as we see that in over in verse 8, he was taken from prison and from judgment. They judged him. They determined in that fake trial that he went through that he was guilty of death, but it was a fallacy taken from judgment. It wasn't proper judgment, but he has become the judge because of his suffering, because he paid the ultimate price on that cross because he shed his blood for all mankind, past, present, and future, took on all the sins of all that. Even those sinners that will never come to him, he suffered for them as well, which gives him the authority to be the ultimate judge and to cast judgment upon everyone. comes to him by that authority. He paid the price. He bought us all back out of sin and he can decide our fate. Isaiah chapter 54, one verse here, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Some encouragement to the Christians. They cannot take your salvation away. Can they kill you? Cast you in prison? Torture you? Sure. But they cannot take your salvation away. Alright, now go on over to Isaiah 56. It reads, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. We need to understand the importance of proper righteous judgment. To judge fairly, honestly, righteously. Keep ye judgment truthful, just like the Lord has done for us and is doing for us. All right, now roll on over to Isaiah in chapter 59. On that same note there about keeping judgment and order, 
in chapter 59, Isaiah chapter 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. There's a lot of all that going on today. The sins of mankind separate them from God. That's what he's speaking of. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and they which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the acts of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting the destruction are in their past. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore... Is judgment far from us? Neither doeth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn. Soar like doves, we look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, Conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. This few verses here we've read, these 15 verses, sure sound a lot like what's going on in the world today, especially in this country. Amongst the, what is supposed to be the governmental system that is for the people, that is turned against the people, that is turned against the righteous, the godly, that is turned against anyone that goes up against their new age, wokeness, craziness attitude that they want to bombard everyone with if you go up against that you become their enemy and they will not justly judge you 
they will unjustly judge. They will not have proper judgment. They release the criminals and lock up the righteous. As it continues, verse 16, And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, and it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation upon his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak, getting into the prophecies of Jesus Christ. He saw the evil of mankind. We can look at the past and see the judgments that have come upon the world all through history because of the evil. And ultimately, Jesus Christ paid the price for all sin to make an intercession for us, to make a pathway to righteousness, a pathway to the Lord through his finished work. And we look back at what he has done for us. And this country has gotten so far away from God, but we need to return back to God. We need to look back at what he has done for us and accept that and realize the ultimate decision needs to be made to trust in Jesus Christ or the judgments will come upon you. Let's read 16 again. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation upon his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay recompense. There will be a time of accountability. As it continues, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord, As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and for ever." Judgment's coming. Accountability's coming. We're all going to face judgment. Get it right. Get it prayed up. So when comes judgment day, you'll be able to hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Because there is a day of judgment coming. And Isaiah chapter 61 as it reads, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison 
to them that are bound. Here we find more prophecies concerning the coming of Jesus Christ and what is in his hands. As it continues, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of the joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. We have a responsibility to know that we make a difference out in the world, that we are the ambassadors for God. Go out there you represent Jesus Christ as Christians to help others see the light of Jesus Christ, to come to accept Him before the ultimate time of judgment and accountability. As it continues, verse 4, And they shall build the old waste, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your pillowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord, men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. For your shame ye shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering and I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Note, the key point there that is bringing out is that for I, the Lord, love judgment. Judgment, that's truth. And accountability. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. The prophecies, a lot in those. You can dig deep in there and find a lot of messages. But here, the key thing in chapter 61 of Isaiah is that the Lord loves judgment. Honesty, righteousness, godliness, accountability. You do things right, you're rewarded for it. You do things wrong, you suffer for it. And that's righteous judgment. And it is by grace that he has preserved 
all of us, that we still have an earth, that we still have an existence, because the evil that has grown, especially in recent years, you would think that the Lord would have done said, that's enough, I'm done with y'all, and destroyed everything in existence. But he's patiently awaiting for more to come to him before it's everlasting too late. Patiently awaiting before that final judgment upon all of us. We've got to understand that and know that. And have a burning desire to dig deep into here and to study the various things concerning righteousness and judgment so that we can live a God-glorifying life to draw closer and closer to him and have the blessings that he has in store for us in this life and in the future. And be looking forward to judgment, not dreading it. Looking forward to being held accountable for your actions. Because when you do something righteous, the accountability of doing a righteous deed is a reward. So that's the kind of accountability that we want to look forward to. Righteous judgment that the Lord loves. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the time you've given us to be able to get into your word. It is such an awesome opportunity. Help us all really treasure the time to get into your word. And help us all to understand it and apply it in the right way. Draw close to you. Encourage us to go out and be the ambassadors that you want us to be. To shine your light into this dark world that seems to be getting darker by the day. But help us realize the opportunity that is there before us. To shine your light so more can see the pathway to come to you and be looking forward to judgment. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you.